everyone. So I am here with my bestie, Joe, and we are going to talk all things um, love, relationships, and how much they suck. So uh, <laughs> Joe, tell me about your week, man. I'm just here for the hose. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, it's, it's a joke. It's a joke. Relax. My week. Um, my week. It just started, man. <laughs> So okay. last week, last week yeah. uh, the last week was tough because of football stuff, but also some weird relationship stuff. I don't even know if I told you yet. What's that? Um, so a somewhat recent breakup. It's not all that recent. It's been almost two months already, which is crazy. That's gone by really fast. But I got a... Uh, an anonymous text message. Oh yes, you did. Keep tell tell everybody about yeah. this. This is nuts. It's crazy. So an anonymous text message. So I did tell you about this. I forgot. You did. And so an anonymous text message from one of those like Google numbers or whatever. It's you know, it wasn't from my area. Mm -hmm. And um it just said, Your ex is a fake. She lies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, I got a couple exes. <laughs> which one are you talking about? Right. Like, <laughs> which which one are we talking about here? I may agree with you, I may not, you know? <laughs> so I said, who's this? And they replied, I just want you to know that person's name here. They used the person's name. Is or cannot be trusted. And I, I'll I'll leave her name out, but they did use her name. Oh. At first, I thought it was like a like a scam or something, like just a random thing that that you know somebody was playing a prank or something. But very perplexing, man, because um, I was honestly over it and uh, not really thinking about her much anymore, and and kind of ready to move on, move forward. And then I'm like, whoa, man. Like, what the hell did I get myself into? I got random people texting me from right fake phone numbers. And like, how did they get my phone number? I asked that. They didn't respond. Oh, uh, that's very strange. Weird. Very strange. Kind of threw me back into the whole, like, what in the world phase of, like, what's going on type thing. So you never but, found out who it was? No, and I refused to reach out to her about it uh, for a multitude of reasons. Um the most important reason is I just don't think it's constructive for me or her. Um, it's nothing personal against her or anything like that. I just, what, what good is he going to do to tell her, Hey, you got some weirdo texting people. Um, and then the, the other reason is, I don't know. What if it's her? What if she's doing weird stuff? Right? Like, I don't want to, I just, I feel like whoever was sending that message was sending that message uh, to to elicit a response exactly so they wanted a reaction from you yeah if the reaction yeah. is zero then i feel like they'll go away i feel like the chances that whoever sent that message that watches our podcast is pretty low so you know if it is you send me another message man let's <laughs> talk yeah let's so talk. we'll just sit around and complain you see you know I admire that you have this ability to just like walk away because I have not mastered that yet. Like there's just this thing inside of me that just like, I don't let go. And I know you know this because you're always mm -hmm. telling me just freaking let go. And yeah. I, I play things over and over in my mind. And I think, well, what if I did this? And what if I was that? And maybe this could happen. And I guess it's just so hard for me to let go. So like, what would you say, like a guy perspective on, on letting go? Because I have not even a clue how to do that. So. Where do I start? Um, there's a lot to it. It's not easy. I told you earlier today. I mean, I, I was fighting the whole, I just reach out say something to her but I guess I I just fall to my logic a lot and just try to kind of talk myself through how that would go 
and it's usually something like okay well if that person really wanted to talk to you they would reach out true um, i agree with that 100 percent. yeah and the other thing is like okay say you do reach out are you just going to get the hey how's the weather conversation you know like oh yeah mm-hmm. how are you doing um because i've certainly gotten that before you know when you reach out to somebody from your past and maybe you're thinking about them a little bit and you're like, Oh, you know, screw it. Let's see. Let's see if they're feeling the same way. I've certainly got that rejection. I guess I just got to a point where I'm not afraid of rejection, which I know that might not make sense in the context of this conversation just yet, but let me walk you through this Uh, in some way, shape or form. The fact that you are no longer together is a form of rejection. Absolutely. And I just accept it. I don't try to fight it. It's just like I don't need that person that doesn't want me. Um, and frankly, I I don't know. It's confidence that borders on arrogance. Like you don't need me. Okay. <laughs> All right. I admire. I'm kind of awesome. Like I I do because like I. I think there's like a certain part of me still to this day, even though I've like fought and I've done all this self-work. And I think that there's still this part of me that doesn't believe that I deserve to be loved the way that I love other people. Like, I don't feel like I'm good enough. Like I'll put myself in certain circumstances and be like, okay, I would do that for them, but I wouldn't do it for myself. And that's Mm -hmm. so wrong. And I'm just, I'm trying so hard to grow past that. And I just find myself in that same circle and cycle and I don't want to be there anymore Mm -hmm. you know I talked to a friend of mine a guy and I've Mm -hmm. known him for 30 years and he was like you want to write a book he said write one about somebody that just keeps getting kicked in the teeth even though they think they're doing the right thing and it just doesn't work out no matter what they do is it going to be called the life story of Joe Mesa well, you know, I mean, honestly, can I, can I be real with you for a second? It like gave mm-hmm. me a whole other perspective. Cause I'm like, guys actually feel this way because like, I am not trying to be rude, but I've always thought it was I, just women that felt like they just kept trying. Literally and trying to said that to you before, Melissa. Mm, I know, but it's like, it's not just you like in the same week. And I felt, I was like, so humbled because I'm like, God, Melissa, you are so kind of, like you said, it's not all about you all the time. And yes, yes. I love your face right now because it's like so true. It's like, it's sometimes you get so wrapped up in yourself and your problems and your wants and your needs and your misgivings Mm -hmm. and whatever else that you forget that like, there's like a billion other people out there feeling the same exact thing. And guys, because I've always thought that guys just don't give a shit. So Uh, talk to me about that. No. So yeah, I feel like I use different terminology, but it's the same thing. Um, I'll keep it clean on your podcast here, even though I already talked about hoes. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's a uh, dating is terrible. It sucks. <laughs> it's I hate supposed it. to be fun, but it's really not. Um, I think dating with intent is not necessarily fun. I think if you're just dating and you're like, oh yeah, let's go see how many people I can meet and uh, you know, whatever, you really can screw. No, just let it happen. I know plenty of people are, that are like, Ride that. The just wave. go with the flow, Joe. Just Ride the wave, happen. Joe. Yeah. I can't stand that crap, man. Mm-mm. I'm like, I'm not out here dating because I like it. Um, listen, ladies, I am not taking you out on a date and dropping a hundred dollars on dinner and driving all over town and doing all this planning and buying you flowers and doing all this crap because I like it. It's not fun, man. It's not. I'd rather just take my $200 and go buy ammo. (laughs) You might need it these days too. (laughs) But I'm doing it. I'm doing it for the purpose to, to find somebody. Uh, because I think we are meant to be partnered. I do too. I've been studying a lot in the Bible lately, uh, trying to get a little more grounded into my spirituality and my religion. 
um, searching for answers. And I think I've found some answers there. Uh, they're not easy answers. And if you're expecting easy answers, you're not ever going to find them. Yeah. But where I'm going with this, and I don't know, it may resonate with some of your folks. It may not. I think it's my, mine is from a, a guy's perspective. Uh, but I think, you know, if you listen carefully, maybe a girl can relate. For me, uh, I'm on a journey of forgiving my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically my mother. My mother, uh, and we talked about this, so I don't have a problem put, making this public. It, it's not an insult to her. I honor my mother and I love my mother. Uh, but I haven't fully forgiven my mother and I'm working on that this week. And and when I get there, I'm going to call her and I'm going to tell her because I want it to be genuine. But she told me a lot when I was a little kid that women are smarter and women mature faster and women uh, can multitask and women know how to deal with this and women have better pain tolerance and I mean, almost anything you could think of, I've heard that women are better at it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and basically she spent my early childhood and on into my teenage years and through my early dating experience, teaching me that I need to put women on a pedestal and treat them like princesses. Let me clarify, there's nothing wrong with treating women right and being kind and treating them beautifully. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but it is dangerous for a man to start treating a woman like a princess before she has earned it, you know, or a queen, you know, and I actually want to change the term to queen because I was thinking about this today. Um, I don't, I like the term queen, right? Because a queen is formidable and powerful and uh, she has her own abilities. And, and if we look into history, what some queens were doing in the court, um, they were doing a lot for their king, right? Right. Um, and they could handle things in a way that their the king could not, right? Right. <laughs> in many, many ways. So I, I found that a, an interesting analogy. And in like, I really am looking for that queen to my king. And it's important to remember, guys, that you are the king. And I don't mean any disrespect to the woman she is your equal she is your partner and should be treated that way uh, but you this may be controversial melissa and if you feel something about this go ahead and yell at me for it but uh f- for my religion and my religious beliefs and what i found in the bible and what i've been doing incorrectly is i'm the man and i need to be the leader and i don't mean that as a misogynistic thing at all um i think if you're truly in a partnership and you have a queen, she's going to have plenty of input and plenty of things to say about it. But ultimately, you know, the Bible says that the man is the head. So, yeah. And I think that honestly, you know, a lot of women, you know, they want to be strong and they're taught, Mm -hmm. you know, Oh, you can have it all. You can do it all. But you know what I found recently, like, Women can have it all, but not all at the same time. Like you can't have everything all at the same time because it just doesn't work. And as a woman myself, yeah, I'm extremely strong. I've been on my own for nine years, five Mm -hmm. kids, single, doing my thing. But there is nothing that I want more, Joe, than to have a guy that I can like, like curl up into and know that I'm in a safe place and know that he has it under control and I can just rest because like I'm so fucking tired. Excuse my language. I'm sorry. I am you so passed before me. tired. I am so tired. It's like I just I want I want that peace and that yeah. knowing that I'm gonna be okay. And mm-hmm. I don't have to have it all together. And women, you know, we're in this this thing right now where like everybody's like, oh, you can have it all, you can be all, you can, you know, it's just manifest this and manifest that. And sure. You know, we are the creators of our destiny based on how we approach things and how we respond to things and how we, you know, react or or don't react, which is a better way of saying it because you don't Mm -hmm. want to react. You want to just move forward and not react to shit. Excuse me. Man, I'm on fire today. So (laughs) but you hit something in me because it's like, 
I'm not afraid to say that I want somebody to be stronger than me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be the breadwinner. I don't want to be the one that's mm-hmm. stronger. I don't want to be the one that's leading the pack. I want to be strong in and of myself and capable in and of myself, but I want somebody, a partner that's going to be like, "Hmm, Melissa, let me take this. And I'll be like, Oh, thank God. Please take it. So, and I think this is our problem just listening to you right now. And and there might be a bunch of people that don't like what I'm saying, but I think before I even go any further, I think there's another scripture that you have to pair with what I'm saying. And, And that scripture tells you, tells you the man me the man to love my wife as christ loves the church and if you truly love your wife as christ loves the church then there's not going to be any issues of misogyny or thinking that you're above your wife or anything like that that's not the case right it's just putting everything in order and i think making sure everything flows the way our nature intends it. And that's what I believe. And I'm sure there's people that are hating that right now. And it's fine. I get it. I just know that from my heart, it's not meant as a misogynistic thing. Um, it's not a power struggle thing. I just know that my mother taught me <clears throat> unintentionally to follow women. And I am in every area of my life, an alpha male until I get into a serious relationship with a girl and then I start following her around like a lost puppy dog. And I think it's why my relationships fail to be completely honest with you, because you just expressed it. Women don't want that. They don't want it. They don't. I mean, you know, they really, uh, Joe, I think you're an amazing, you're an amazing guy. Like I would give anything to have somebody treat me the way you treat your women. I've never had that ever. And I've, and in a few don't, relationships. don't get it twisted. I'm not going to change the way I treat women. However, I, I just need to be more of the leader. Right. And, 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 and stronger in, in, in just knowing who you are and, yep. and the value that you bring to the table, because men have been stripped of that in our society. Mm-hmm. I think, I think that they've been taught to be like, to treat women on the same level and hold, hold on before anybody gets mad. We're created equal, okay? Everyone's mm-hmm. equal. But there are there are different roles. And I truly believe that if a woman makes more money than a man, if a woman has more power than a man in the relationship and they have more authority than the man, it's never going to work because it emasculates the man. And they cannot thrive in that. And I'm not saying that we are not equal or that women should be subservient. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying you respect the position. And like, it says like Christ loved the church. You know, I mean, the men are to care for the women. They're not to lord over them. They're not to be like, oh, I'm better than you. Exactly. Bend over, do whatever I want. It's not right. like that. I no. mean, it's, it's. I and if, we, if you're. If you're using those scriptures to control your woman like that, then you're wrong. And it's exactly. not going to work. Exactly. And, you know, I mean, I, I just think it's so twisted anymore. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with a man being more assertive than a woman. And I'm not saying that makes them more important or that. A woman's Mm -hmm. voice can't be heard because let me just tell you, I think a lot of women are the backbone to the men's success because they support and they encourage and they edify and they, Mm -hmm. they're everything that the, the, the the dude needs, you know, Mm -hmm. to be who he needs to be. And so like a man can't be a man without the woman being who she is. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you, you know, there's, the scriptural, there's more scriptural basis for what you're saying, actually. Um, and I don't know how religious you get on your podcast or whatever. I don't want to sit up here and try to. I don't generally, but this is kind of fun. So let's go with it. <laughs> I mean, I, this I'm is not, a touchy subject. Are you sure you want my, to post all my, this? My Jesus juice is right here, you know, so. <laughs> Are you sure you want to post all this? This is kind of controversial. I didn't mean to take us down a controversial path. You're fine. It, you know what? Hey, it is what it is. I want to be real. I'm like. I'm just tired of everybody being what every 
everybody thinks you're supposed to be. Just yeah. be who you are and, mm-hmm. and, and be who you are, period. Mm-hmm. I don't want to pretend. I don't want to play. I don't want to be like, oh, I'm perfect because I'm not. But yeah. I'm also not this big heathen. And I love God. Go is going to love God. And I think that there is a lot of truth in what the word says. And yeah. I think that there's a reason that it's out there. It's kind of a guide for us so that we can like be successful. And I don't feel successful though, Joe, today, honestly, not at all. But. I get it. I get it, man. Um, yeah. That's kind of what I'm working on though, man, is forgiving my mother uh, for, for doing all that. And, and essentially also pushing me away from my father, uh, which she did. And she didn't mean to. Um, she was mistreated in some ways, other ways she mistreated him. Um, now that I'm 38 years old, I've heard both sides of the story enough that I know the truth is somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, and she actually am- admitted to some pretty high and ridiculous expectations of my father, um, that mm-hmm. she got from her parents. Yeah. And the way they interacted. And yeah. that was hard for me to hear because my grandfather, my my mom's father, uh, was definitely a man that pretty much I try to strive to be like. And he's a very masculine man. <clears throat> but thinking back on it, after she said some of the things she said, when it came to my grandmother, he was a lot like I am. <laughs> she, she, ran, she ran the show man she ran the show and when the household was like that because i lived with my grandparents a great deal of my life when it was out of balance like that uh things weren't good in the house they just weren't there was a lot more arguing there was a lot more nonsense and just crap going on and then ultimately my grandfather would kind of put his foot down eventually and things would go back to good and you know i mean call it what you want to call it that's just my observation and so i'm gonna forgive my mother i'm gonna forgive my father for allowing it to happen and i think that's going to allow me to let go of the stuff uh, that i won't get into that happened in my childhood that i'm gonna put behind me and i think it will allow me to break that cycle and try to start a different kind of relationship that is built on love and caring and God and understanding and um, try to build something from the ground up that's not based on modern perspectives of third wave feminism which I would consider myself by definition a feminist if you look up at the definition of the word uh, but the modern feminism, I I can't get behind it because it's really just misandry. So my son and I were watching this show this week and it was about this guy that was abusive to his wife. And uh, he looked at me and he goes, you know, did you ever, did you ever think of, you know, just shooting dad? And I was like, no, I said, I wow. never, ever, I never, ever went there and not to say that I was treated correctly because I wasn't, mm-hmm. but um, I told him of the story of when I was a child and, you know, we grew up in a very abusive home, which mm-hmm. that's no shock to anybody. Um, the police knew who we were. Um, it was kind of a joke because they got divorced when I was 13 and when I was 15, he was still coming around. Well, one night, you know, he, my stepdad goes to bed after beating the crap out of my mom and my brother, who's 16 at the time, comes home from a party and he's high and he's like, he goes and he grabs a bat, you know, and he goes into the room and he's like, he's just tired of all of the garbage. And I was 15, he's 16. And um, the police come and they actually took my brother instead of my dad, stepdad. Mm-hmm. The police take my brother away. They put him in jail for the night. He's 16. Mm -hmm. And I was livid because like our whole lives from the time I was four until I was 15, we had this man that like just 
terrorized us and was allowed to do that. Um, you know, we woke up in shelters, we would come home from school, we'd be moving. It was just nuts. And because my brother decided to stand up and be the man of the house, if you will, he was taken away. And I looked at my mom, so Tina said, I'm leaving. I'm done. If you, mm -hmm. if you choose this, I'm out. Yep. And so I talk, I talk about forgiving my mom because I feel like my mom taught me that you have to do whatever it takes to make something work when you don't sometimes showing yeah. strength is knowing in yourself, yeah. it's just not going to work and it's okay. And it's not a reflection of you. Yeah. And that's the biggest lesson I've learned because it's hard for me to not accept the responsibility for something failing. Mm -hmm. And um, so in a lot of ways, what I'm hearing from you is that you were also taught by your mother, some habits. Yes. Did you injustice later on in your life? And I know we hold on to that. At least I do. So. Yeah. And have you, you know, have you forgiven your mother? I, we are reestablishing our relationship. We're not there yet, but like we're getting there. Like it's not, it's not all roses or anything, but mm -hmm. the biggest thing I've learned, Joe, and maybe this will help you, maybe it won't, but like our moms grew up in such a different time and mm -hmm. they had such a different message like thrown into them. and my mom was taught that you're nothing without a man, period. It doesn't matter if he's a piece of shit or not. If you don't have a man, mm -hmm. like you're nothing. And so you do that everything. Message, that message is just as wrong as today's message. Exactly. It It is. And so I'm working on forgiving her. You know, people talk mm -hmm. about, they joke about daddy issues, you know, with women. But I honestly think that mother That's issues real thing. are deeper. Yes, it daddy issues are. I had this guy at this bar say, so you got any daddy issues? Because like, I want to meet a girl with daddy. I'm like, you know, whatever. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> we are not going down this path. We, we are not going, going down this path tonight. But <sighs> mother issues are just as deep and they're mm -hmm. just as impactful. And I guess I think about that as a mom because like I have five kids and I'm like, what am I? what am I teaching my daughters? What am I teaching my sons by the choices that I'm making, by what I'm allowing in my life, by what I'm saying is okay. The same, you're teaching accepting. them the same bad crap we were taught. And you have yeah. to accept that we've become our parents in many ways. And that's a known psychological thing that happens. And you don't want it's to. also a known psychological thing <laughs> that the guys go and marry their mom and, and uh, women often go and marry their father. And we marry them with all the same flaws of those people that are in our lives. And that's what I'm trying to avoid. Uh, no disrespect Amen. to my mother. Uh, but I think that is the reason why I've been stuck in the cycle that I've been stuck in. Mm -hmm. um, the, my last girlfriend, looking back at it objectively, I have some true deep feelings for her that will never go away. Because if they are true feelings, then they don't go away. And that's okay. But when I look at her objectively, she's my mother oh. and she comes with all the same problems that my mother has. And, you know, essentially I become my father in that situation. And those two didn't work out. <laughs> you know good. what I mean? That's really good. That's so. true. When you look at it like that, because. Um, my mom was. She was constantly the victim and um, I don't want to live as a victim. You know, I don't, I don't want to live that life as the person that's giving everything and getting nothing back. You know, I deserve better than that. And I guess at 48, yes, I'm 48. And um, I'm just coming to the point where I'm seeing that like, I don't want to be the only one in the relationship that's giving everything all the time. Yes, I'll do my part and I will support and I will encourage and I will mm -hmm. be there, but I like don't want it all to fall on me. 
I don't want the relationship to live or die based on what I do. It It has to be a corporate thing, you know? So it should not, it should not fall on any one person. And uh, I think for me, at least uh, the reason it often gets there where it's just falling on me in the effort that I'm putting into the relationship um, is, is because I'm chasing the girl so much and I'm, I'm following her so much, you know, and I'm doing everything I think that she wants me to do instead of just being me, you know, it's not like I'm not being me. I'm just being like extra nice me, you know, (laughs) and it's not disingenuous. I don't want anybody to think that it's not. It's just that that's the way I was taught that if you care about this woman, then you got to be on your P's and Q's all the time and don't say anything that is going to upset her or, or, you know, whatever. And Mm. over the last few days, actually just after accepting kind of what I've been studying, I've been interacting with females differently. Um, Not in a rude way at all, just more firm, I would say um, about things. And the response I've gotten is kind of hilarious. Um, I, I think I really deep down inside of me believed that if I told a chick, mm, nah, I'm not going to do it that way. I'm, I'm not going to do it that way. Right. For whatever reason, for whatever thing, you know, like make up a scenario in your head. Yeah. The, the girl comes to Joe and is like, Joe, we're, we're going to do this. And I'm like, eh, nope. In my head, she was going to flip out and be like, ah, fine. I'm done. See you later. That's so out of a fear of loss, I would often bend my bend my anything and everything for a woman that I really liked Mm -hmm. and that it's not turned out very well for me dude I wish I met a guy that would bend for me I have not I I think I'm like I don't want to sound like I don't want to compromise anymore I feel like maybe I'm not articulating my thoughts very well but no you're think compromise is very important and that's not what I'm talking about it's just there's certain things that you shouldn't compromise. And right. I'm mostly talking about um, my own, I don't want to say, oh, like, I don't know, standards, I guess, is what I'm saying. It's your non-negotiables. Yeah. Non-negotiables. Like, like everybody keeps telling you, Melissa, write down like what it is that you have to have, like you will not bend on. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. But when you wing it, you're like, mm-hmm you set yourself up for failure because if you're winging it, you're saying, okay, I might think this is okay, but maybe I'm not really okay with that, but we'll let it slide because I really like this person. And yeah. And then you start to go, you lose yourself. If you don't have those boundaries set up and those standards. That's a good word. Yeah. Boundaries. Yeah. And I used to think boundaries was a bad word, but it's like, a boundary isn't saying, I don't want you in my life. It's like, this is what I can tolerate. Please give this to me because I want you here. And I'm telling you what I need in order to keep you in my life. And today's been a rough day for me because like, truly going no contact for me is like, it's almost like death. It's I don't know. Have you ever gotten no contact on anyone? Yeah. I suck at it. I just did. (laughs) When I got that dumbass text, I was like, that's it, man. I'm done. I got some weird, strange person. It might be her. It might be her best friend. It just doesn't (laughs) freaking like me. It might be her ex-boyfriend, her ex-husband. It might be who knows who it is? It's some dude sitting out no in his car, like a block away, like watching my house. Which bring it, by the way. You are fucking fucking me up. Oh, wow. yeah, bring no. it! I'm ready. So let's go back to the whole like forgiving your parents. Do you find that you have to forgive your dad for anything or is it mostly your mom? Yes. 
Yeah. 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 I have to forgive my father for letting, allowing it to happen. For not being more present in my life and not showing me how to be a stronger man. Hmm. And, you know, I think, and I know that comes off as everything is, I know that might sound like almost like you're making the woman to be out some kind of terrible person, but that's not how it's intended. It's just your father is supposed to teach you how to be a man. Your mother can't teach you how to be a man. No disrespect to any ladies out there, especially single ladies that are taking care of kids and stuff. Um, You know, I get it. I'm a single dad. I can't teach if I had daughters, how I can't teach daughters to be women. Um, so my so let, me stop you, let me stop you there for a second, because yeah. I've always heard that women, you know, so like the mom, the mom is the one that gives the unconditional love. They're the ones that like, you know, they just love you. And the dads mm-hmm. are the ones who teach you who you are, regardless mm-hmm. if you're a daughter or a son. Okay. So that's why I think there's so many people that have so many identity issues because like they don't have a dad to say, this is who you are, you know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, because moms think about it. Like if you screw up, your mom's like, Oh, I love you. You know, I do it to my kids. I'm, I'm guilty. I am hundred percent guilty. Like I love my kids freaking unconditionally. <clears throat> I, I have a hard time teaching them who they are as a person. Because it's like not in my wheelhouse. I know love. And and I, I really truly believe that men and women have different roles in life. And that's the way why they are created the way they are. Yeah. And um so I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but like I really think that a a, a dad's job is to teach you like who you are. Girl, I've- boy, whatever. I've never heard it put that way. It does make some sense. And I just, to be completely transparent to your audience, um, I'm in the middle of this study. I just don't have all the answers. And I think the best thing sometimes people can say, especially on these kind of formats where they're talking and people are listening and maybe taking what you're saying as, as some kind of, deeply researched fact uh, first of all i have been deeply researching what i'm saying but i just don't know man i don't know i talked to my psychologist today uh, who happens to be a female and i've had the same psychologist for 12 years now i think 11 or 12 years um she's great she knows me very very well um fantastic lady very brilliant woman she's helped me combat my PTSD and my depression and my anxiety and get all those things under check. And I think uh, mental health awareness is key, Uh, but I'm kind of going off on a tangent there. I ran off all this by her, uh, my kind of my thoughts um, because she is kind of my sounding board. I mean, that's her job, right? So I ran a by her and I was like, look, this might sound bad. You know, because in the context of the modern world, what I said is not popular. Yeah. And I, I ran it by her and she's like, nope, the way you said it makes a lot of sense. Um, I know you as a person and I don't think there's anything unhealthy about the way you're looking at things. And for you particularly, I think it'll balance out uh, some of the problems you've been having. So I'm encouraged by that. Um, the only people actually that I've gotten any pushback from on my thoughts here on everything I've been studying. It's been men. Hmm. So I ran up by my buddies, you know, some of my buddies, um, they're, they're dudes, dudes, man. They're guys, right? Yes, they are. They're men's men. They are. And I ran up by them and I got all kinds of hell from them talking about, (laughs) you know, like, Oh my God. One of them was like, well, women are just as smart as men. I'm like, bro, I didn't say they weren't. Never came out of my mouth. Um, I can deeply appreciate women and their capabilities and everything and still hold this belief because uh, 
uh, keep going back to that scripture of love your love your wife as Christ loves the church. It's impossible to think less of anybody that you love like Christ loves the church. You know what I mean? I do. And like, so, okay. So I think people get so hung up on these gender roles and like mm-hmm. women have to be as strong or whatever as the man. And no one is saying that they're not. It's just, we have different needs. Like men, men are created to be like, first of all, men are very visual. Men need a lot of encouragement. Giggity. They do. And, and (laughs) women, women are not as, women are much more forgiving on visual, like. Hey ladies. (laughs) You're so fun. You cracked me up. And they are just women are like the support and there's like there's no shame in being a support to somebody and I guess I have a really hard time with women that think that that's bad because it doesn't mean that you're not equal it doesn't mean that you're not as strong it means that your position is just different and like I think that's a problem we have with a lot of things it's not just gender yeah i think it's a lot of things it's in our society currently it's race it's mm-hmm. origin it's mm-hmm. age um wow we're touching a whole lot of sheet tonight <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get you in, you're getting canceled today <laughs> uh, i cancel myself man no i i'm i'm like a i'm the author of my own success so there you go no like what i mean by that is i think it's it's a terrible idea for the modern ideology to uh discourage us from acknowledging differences talk about your girl (sighs) we going back there all right where do you want to go man she ain't my girl no more man that's what i had to accept and i think that's what you have to accept so sort of letting go like people don't belong to you until they until until you're married you know and then that's your person i don't even know if actually when you're married they belong to you because like you know what i mean like i I don't know i know what you're saying possessive no no i don't mean like possessive i just like so i was talking to my son about this and we Mm. were just discussing things and i was like it was really hard for me because when I left the first person, I felt nothing. Like I was numb. Second mm-hmm. person, I was numb. But this last person, like, oh my God, I don't know what it is. It just draws me back. It just makes me feel like shit. It mm-hmm. just makes me feel like I failed. I don't know what the difference is. And I wish like somebody could explain to me what the difference is and why this particular person has affected me so much because mm-hmm. I was married for 19 years. It didn't affect mm-hmm. me that much. Yeah. I was married for, you know, not even a year, but it, you know what I'm saying? I don't know why certain people affect you differently. Well, Do let you me ask you this. Say about that? Yeah, I think, uh, let me ask a question in order to make a point. With the other two people that you brought up towards the end of the relationship did you have visions of a future together no no difference that's the difference so i need to i need to let go ended when you guys ended this last relationship and frankly and honestly up until very recently you still had hope for some sort of future that you envisioned and idealized in your head of what your life would look like if you can make it work with that person right and that's a very normal thing to do with people that we care about I certainly did that with my uh, most recent ex-girlfriend definitely had a, a vision of what it would look like if we as she always said, combined households, <laughs> which uh, like, I don't know if you can completely read my looks, but that was a fuck you 
look because she always said that shit all the time like what if we combine households what does that look like um she frequently talked about the future uh with me which got my mind going towards that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and when you get your mind going in that direction uh it is impossible to not have an idealized future built up in your head of future family vacations and picnics and day-to-day activities that are just mundane and all in between and uh, where are we going to live and what's our house going to look like and how are we going to agree to raise our combined children and all these things And, and her mind was there constantly and it wasn't the right season for us to be there Um, We needed to finish getting to know each other. We needed to just focus on each other and learning to love each other. We did love each other, um, but we didn't finish. It was still budding love and like we should have just let that take its course. And through that course of learning to love each other, then then you answer a lot of those questions Um, that she had more than I, Um, I really wasn't all that concerned with anything about combining our houses and stuff like that. I I was quite certain that we would have been very capable of coming to agreements and and figuring out how we wanted to um, raise the children up uh, and all that kind of stuff. But her mind was focused on the future, which pushed me to focus on the future. And I'm not blaming her. That's not what I'm doing I'll take full ownership that I went there way too much as well and started dreaming and you know thinking about you know what we would look like what kind of boat I would need to buy Ah. stuff you know and when you start building up all that stuff in your head and then that person ends the relationship abruptly and it's always abruptly uh to you to the person that's still pushing through it it, right yeah yeah. um that whole future goes gone and now you're not just mourning the loss of a person inside your life you're also mourning an entire future that you had planned yeah and now when you do that we don't often put a placeholder on what our future will look like uh without that person you don't have that future readily available in your memory to say what was I doing before I even met her or him what was I doing oh yeah that's what I was planning on doing with my future it's hard to get back there because you're mourning this beautiful future that you created in your head and let's be honest it never existed man you're you're mourning a lie that's really good Joe I agree with that because like um I think the thing that's the hardest for me in letting go is it's not necessarily the what is but it's the it's the what I envisioned it could be um that's so hard and you know we think about all those special like I think for I because I know where you're going with this I think her and I had some really special, beautiful moments together um, that I will never forget. Uh, they were just beautiful moments. They and they were precious and treasured moments that when you get them, you're like, oh my God, this is awesome. Can you imagine how beautiful our wedding's going to be? Can you imagine? You know what I mean? You start thinking that way. You went um, way further than I ever did. I never imagined a wedding, but yeah. Well, I'll be honest with you, man. I hadn't thought about marriage in a very, very long time. And she made me think about it. And good on her, man. Like, good on her for getting to me that that good that she actually made the uh, consummate bachelor think about tying the knot, man. But uh, she did. She's a special lady and I'll always care for her, but. I've come to accept that a lot of what I was imagining with our future was just that. It was imagination, man. I think 
I, I, I totally hear what you're saying. And for me, like, so I don't know if you've ever taken the Gallup Strengths Finder test, whatever. But is that like a personality test or something? It's kind of a. I've taken kind of lots of those test, for my prior. But it's career. like a, it's like a, it's this two hundred question test, and um. Oh wow! No, I tells you your like top five strengths, and nobody else like like you have like. 0.01% of being the same as anybody else in the world for your top five strengths. Well, mine happened to be empathy, believer, developer, empathy, twice. consistency. Twice? Consistency. What's that? You got empathy twice? No, no, no. Believer, developer, oh. empathy, developer. That's yeah. it. Okay, so I'm stuck on the developer part. And the reason is because developer, it means that you see somebody for who they could be. Yeah, I am I definitely do that. But not who they are right now. And I get, oh, belief, belief. And so belief means you're freaking stubborn. And dude, mm -hmm. if anybody's stubborn, I can own that. I am stubborn as the day is long. So I get this belief in me and I get this developer in me, which says this person is this. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily who they are now, but it's like who I can see them being. And yeah. I get caught in this rose colored glasses, if you will, of seeing somebody as who they could be, but not oh, who they really actually are and who they're showing me who they are and who they want to be. But I see them for who I think and I know they could be if they chose to be. You see what I'm saying? So like no. I set myself up for failure. I think and that's I, why you and I get along because we do have a lot in common. We do. Uh, we I, do. I do think that way and I do view women that way. Um, I think there's some key differences between us though because at some point, you know, I'm pretty damn stubborn. I'm from Missouri. Missouri folks are stubborn. Listen, <laughs> our our freaking state animal is a goddamn mule. Stubborn as a mule, man. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. It's the show me state is in. I don't believe you until you show me. Our animal's a daggum mule. We are stubborn as hell. Wow, well, there you go. You're more stubborn than me. You just are, and you stick on something, and you just believe that it's going to work. And yeah, that's me. I mean, that's 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 a strength and a weakness. It, you know, it is, and there is a time where you just need to walk away. And that's the part that I have such a hard time with is the walking away, Joe. Yeah, it's hard. I, I do it's tough I, because I, you're like, man. You know, and maybe maybe I'm able to do it because I have other outlets to apply that to. I'm a football coach, so I get to go to work every day and see uh, 85 kids that I believe in completely. And I see potential in each one of them. And I, you know, not it's not always football potential, to be completely honest with you. <laughs> but I see their potential as men, right? Okay. That's fair. And I just want to get them to that. And it's my outlet for that. And, you know, I, we got five or six guys on the team where I see real football potential where they could do something for themselves. And I get to throw my belief behind them. And, you know, it's safe for me. And maybe that outlet allows me uh, to let go a little easier. Uh, but I will say, no, yeah, I've been coaching football for a long time. So yeah, I think maybe that's it's helped that I have that outlet of where I can believe in people and it not be a danger to my own feelings and emotions. Don't get me wrong. If I see one of my boys do something stupid and fail and, and make a dumbass decision, which they do, um, it hurts, but it's not like a... Uh, it's not the same as when a woman that I've chosen to put my faith in um, becomes something I didn't see coming. Right. You know, Well, so maybe, maybe you should find something where you can, uh, you know, 
focus a little bit of that energy that you have of being a developer, as you call it. <laughs> oh, and and get that out somewhere else so that it doesn't go straight to a significant other in its whole entirety. Yeah, and you know, that probably puts a lot of pressure on somebody else too. You know, if I think about it, you know, um, I mean, this, I look, it could be enough. This last girlfriend, this last girlfriend I had, man, like whatever she was struggling with, I'm like, oh, this is how we fix that. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Oh, you got a problem with this? I got her a job, man. I got her a job for $7 an hour a raise. She's working a new job right now, $7 an hour more than what she was getting paid. I hope she thinks about me every time she walks in the door. (laughs) Oh, my God. You cracked me up. I love you. I, yeah, I, so, so this is, this is how I see myself. I'm like the eternal supporter, the eternal, I'm going to be there for you kind of girl. And like, okay, so let's be real. I'm going through cancer treatments right now. Yeah. I'm there for this person. I go out, find a couch on my own time. I go grocery shopping for the hurricane, spend my money. This is all on me and I get nothing back. Yeah. Why? I mean, am I, am I, am I trying to prove myself? Because like you, So I have a, I have a, I'll be honest with you. I have a love hate relationship with all these self-help books. And I know that's a sensitive subject with you in particular, since you're kind of an author that writes that kind of stuff, but like love languages, for instance, to me, when I hear you talking that one of your big love languages is service, you know, is what I would evaluate. Is that true? My, so, okay, so my love languages, when I show them, when I express them, my biggest love languages for other people are acts of service and gifts. Now, for me to receive, it's time and touch. So it's completely different. So like what I'm giving out is different yeah. than what I need. So like, right. I I don't need gifts. I don't need fucking acts of service. Excuse my language. I need time. You're on one today, man. I am. I'm like custom. You've not once. So I need time. I need touch. Those are my love languages for like, if you're going to tell me, oh my gosh, Melissa, I love you. But if I'm going to show you that I love you, it's having a gifts. So what I see with you is you're taking your top expressive love language and you're just throwing it at this person as much as you possibly can to prove to them how much you love them and it doesn't matter it It doesn't matter it doesn't and you know how much that hurts man like it's like i do know how much that hurts oh it's brutal (laughs) you chose to have a a really good guy friend and guys are not like girls and i just come at this a little bit different and i'm gonna tell you suck it up buttercup he's like he's not into it he doesn't, he doesn't give treat a shit. you doesn't treat you the way he should treat you. Uh, you deserve a lot better. And it's it's time, girl, to cut the cut the cord and find somebody that wants to show you their love as much as you are trying to show this other dork. Cause like so I watch you and I see you with your significant others and i'm like dude like if i had somebody showing me showing up the way you show up yeah i'd be like oh yeah hell yeah i'm into that i'm a good dude man i am a good dude you are a good dude what are you talking about you're like you're like one of the best dudes and i mean i just nobody interested in hanging out with me though (laughs) oh stop well they are they (laughs) never mind i'm gonna go down a path (laughs) Let's 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 not go down that path. <laughs> All right, we won't go down that path. Did so, you know? Did you know? I found this information interesting. I should, man, Lord. Okay, you guys, I'm, already, I'm already halfway six down. Minutes, this path. You better go fast. I'm committed. All right, so look, I found information on the interwebs 
that suggest that the average American has five sexual partners in their life. Hmm. Five. Five, okay. In their whole ass life. That's crazy to me. Okay, so let me just be real here for a second. I have been with... Are you going to put this on the interwebs? You're going to say our number on the interwebs? I'm going to say my number on the interwebs. So two people I've been married to. One, two, three that I haven't been married to. So I'm at five. I'm at five, man. My entire life. I'm 48, dude. I'm 48. Oh, Lord, I need Jesus. You might need Jesus, but I need Jesus more because like, I'm like at... I'm like, what am I doing wrong, man? Like, I need Jesus. <laughs> oh, I love you so much, Joe Mesa. My number is significantly different than that number. Mine's five. Like, I am not somebody that's out. See, the hardest thing for me, I'm going to say this, we've got five minutes left. The hardest thing for me is like, I'm not out prostituting myself. I'm not out like throwing myself at people. I, I'm not prostituting oh, myself. No, 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 no. Okay. You need to stop. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about me. Okay. As a woman. All right. It's different for women and dudes. Okay. It, it no, just it's just, it is. It's a hundred percent different. Okay. And I didn't say that ladies. I didn't say it. I did. I'm going to ah, raise my hand. <laughs> I have not been out prostituting myself and like I'm like at five 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 and I have screwed up every single one. I don't what'd you say you screwed up every single one? Every single one. I think that's part of your big problem, man, is like you feel like all this shit is yours to own and hold and you hold all the weight. And I think that's why it's so hard for you to, to let go too. Yeah, because you're holding all the weight. Like, man, earlier I said that you know I have confidence bordering on arrogance. I was really being funny when I say that, Uh, joking. You know, I like to lighten the mood. But in all seriousness, confidence is key uh, for you to be able to start letting go. Mm -hmm. And you need to own the things that belong to you, and not own the things that don't belong to you. And the the last person, because I will not call him a gentleman, uh, that you were with, um, I could call him a few other things, but I enjoy the, the last person you were with. Um, he has a lot to own. He has a lot to own, and you should not be owning that stuff. And you know what I'm talking about. And I'm not going to put your business out there, but. Thank you. You need to you need to let him own the stuff that he needs to own. And if he doesn't choose to own it, that's his problem. It will come back to him in his life. Um, but you don't need to own his stuff. And I think that's a trait of abused women. Um, I think they put too much on themselves. And they, they refuse to let go of the, the terrible things that that person, that other person, the abuser is responsible for. Um, and it's never okay to be an abuser. You should not own that. Um, there's no reason to abuse another person. There's nothing you did that makes that okay. That's where I'm at with that. So let that shit go, man. Let it go. I'm letting it go, man. And ladies, I'm single. Find me on the social medias. Find him. He is freaking amazing. DM me, hit me up. Slide into the DMs. Wow. The Twitters. I'm Coach Mesa at Coach Mesa on the Twitters. I got the spaces. I don't even have a Twitter. I got all of them. I got the Instagrams. <laughs> and if you know some Instagram hoes, come find me. I'm I'm a great guy. And if you don't know, you can just reach out to me. I'll connect you. <laughs> Love you, Joe. Oh, that was all humor, by the way. But yeah, whatever. <laughs> all right. I love you, girl. I want love you to you feel too. better. 
uh, you're doing great things and I'm praying for your fast recovery and healing and um, let's, Thank let's you. all claim it together. Amen. Uh, Thank in you. the name of God, right? So um, right. I, I have inappropriate humor, but I'm also a man of God. So uh, we claim that in the name of Jesus. Thank you. All right. Have we'll a good see. night, Joe. Love right. you. Bye. Bye.